I'm Miriam. And I'm Elise. Two friends bound by the love of books. Taking on the world one chapter at a time. This is the Bookbound Besties Podcast. Hey, Bookbound Besties! Welcome to episode eight of season one of the Bookbound Besties podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Fourth Wing chapters 22, 23, and 24. And boy, what? Great chapters. What great chapters. I'm so excited to get into this. I was actually wearing a sweater when Elise got here, and I was like, I'm going to be sweating way way too much with especially chapter 22, so I needed to wear something a little bit. Well, you look really cute. Thank you so much, as do you, as always. Uh, Before we get started, I just need to vent Mm -hmm. really quick. Mm -hmm. I finished Hofas. Yeah. And spo- no spoilers because Elise has not read any of the Crescent City yet. Or Throne of Glass. Or, Thro- or Throne of Glass. We're actually almost done Akatar. So yeah. I won't spoil anything. All yeah. I will say is I loved it. Mm-hmm. It ended really, really beautifully. And I was an emotional wreck. <laughs> I gave myself a tension headache reading it because I was just so anxious yeah. about what was going to happen next. But I thought it was really, really good. I cannot wait for you to dive deeper into the SJM verse. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. I'm excited. Yeah. I've um, heard, honestly, like, obviously I'm avoiding spoilers, but I've heard nothing but good things. People seem to be very, very happy. I've with seen the some people give it like three, three and a half stars, which I found kind of surprising. I mean, some people are hard, hard with their rating system. Yeah. I tend to be more loosey-goosey about it. Me too. (laughs) I just go off the vibes. Like, did I love it? Did I like it? Did I... Exactly. Was it okay? Yeah, I don't give anything less than three stars usually. I'll save myself the trouble of reviewing something or rating something if it's less than that. Usually if it's less than three stars, I just DNF. Yeah. I don't want to like drag people's work through the muck. I mean, sometimes it's just like certain books are just not for me. Yeah. Like it, hopefully they'll find their audience. I just wasn't the audience. Either. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How about you? How were your last few days? Uh, you good. had a busy week last week. I had such a busy week. There, My reading time was very limited. Yeah. I have a lot of contracts going on right now. I am exhausted. But reading these three chapters was the cherry on top of my week. So I'm very excited to get into them. Amazing. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. Chapter 22. Chapter 22. Everyone is practicing sparring and Violet's frustration with Zayden and his protective ways have only grown. That doesn't stop her from drooling over Garrick and Zayden's shirtless match. Barlow continues to be a quintessential bully and Dane protects Violet for once, but purely out of jealousy. At night, a flood of power hits Violet. As she struggles to control it, she runs into Zayden. He teaches her to ground, but they are both swept away in a moment of blind passion before Zayden pulls away, putting an abrupt halt to the moment we have all been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? So the pre-chapter blurb this week is from page 64 of the Book of Brennan, and it says... The first rush of power is unmistakable. The first time it forms to you, surrounds you with a seemingly endless supply of energy, you'll be addicted to the high, to the possibilities of all you can do with it, to the control you hold in the palm of your hand. 
But here's the thing. That power can quickly turn and control you. Dun, dun, dun. So this hints like, ooh, will mm-hmm. Violet manifest her signet finally in this chapter? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it, I, I liked that they kind of touched upon on how the power can corrupt people. It's It's such a big trend in fantasy, I find. Yeah. That like... The human race is the weakest race, yes. and we are so corruptible by power, which on Earth as well, but because on Earth, like, humans see ourselves as, like, the highest of the char- on the chart, we, we don't really see the weakness and power and weakness uh, side by side as much, whereas in fantasy, because humans are the weaker yeah. of beings, you see it a lot. Yeah, that's a really interesting observation. I believe that... Rebecca Yaros, in one of her interviews after Iron Flame came out, she mm-hmm. talks about how absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think that's the saying. Okay. It's a topic mm-hmm. that she is very interested in and mm-hmm. that will follow in the next few Interesting. books. So kind of what you're saying about yeah. people getting corrupted by power. It's kind of, a, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So a month has passed since the last chapter mm-hmm. and... There's no mention of the attack that Liam and Violet had read about when they were coming back from Mm -hmm. their library duty. And so this kind of gets Violet thinking like, what else are they not telling us? Which is... As she should be. A little suspicious. Yeah. Question everything. (laughs) Yes. This is something that I think, you know, she was so enamored by being a scribe Mm -hmm. and by... You know, you see her touting, you know, the party line constantly. Mm-hmm. N- now she's, you're, we're seeing those little seedlings mm-hmm. of doubt. And also just in her interactions with the marked ones, she's realizing, you know, maybe not everything I've been told mm-hmm. is the truth. Like last chapter when they were saying something about the fostering of the children. Yeah. About Liam's father being killed. Mm-hmm. About, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. So we're starting to see cracks in the facade. Of- Absolutely. She's faced more and more with info that doesn't line up with what yeah. she's believed her whole life. And she's like, wait a sec. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like that she's starting to question it. Me too. Yeah. The scene reveals that Violet and Rhiannon are practicing their sparring. All the while she's arguing mind to mind with Taryn about falling off of him yet again. Mm-hmm. And that maybe if he channeled his power to her, she'd be able to hold on. I don't understand this logic, but... Whatever. I think I think she's just angry that three quarters of the year have already gotten their powers, and she's like, I still don't have mine. <laughs> yeah, I think she's definitely getting impatient. And yeah. I would be too. Yeah. I'd be like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm impatient with all aspects of life. Are you kidding? <laughs> anyway, we find out that it's a Tuesday, and so this is kind of funny because we were talking before about... Yeah, we were talking about the months. Yeah, we were talking about the months, the days of the week, yeah. so it's just funny that we have another... Yeah. In your face, yeah. call well, out. It, I think it's just funny because it arrived so late in the book. We're all, we're pretty much at the halfway point, and that's where all of a sudden things are being stamped by like months and days. Yeah, and I guess it. Yeah, unless we missed something at the beginning. I don't no, know. I don't think we did. <laughs> I don't think we did. So apparently, Tuesdays the squad practices hand to hand combat. So mm-hmm. if I wasn't so annoyed with Dane. I'd be pleased with his leadership here. I think this is really good leadership. Mm -hmm. This is not only going to benefit them for future sparring sessions during the squad challenge, Mm -hmm. which we've heard mentioned a few times. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly what it is, but it's also an opportunity for everyone to bond. They're all working together. Mm -hmm. They're spending time together. Mm -hmm. Everyone is pairing up differently. I mean, I think for the most part, Violet and Rhiannon are paired up a lot Mm -hmm. to practice their sparring, but the others seem to be Mm -hmm. mixing it up. 
So I think that this is really th- good. Yeah, it's important for them to to spend time with each other and and bond. For sure, but also to practice sparring against different people, mm-hmm. different techniques, mm-hmm. different strengths, different body types, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But alas, we cannot have a moment's peace Mm-mm. without Jack freaking Barlow mm-hmm. waiting in the wings. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I mean, he's a great bully. I'll give him that. He's a, oh, he's a great he's, villain. He's the perfect villain. And yeah, the scenes with him in these chapters are good. So. Yeah. Violet calls Rhiannon out subsequently for taking it easy on her and Zayden makes his first scalp prickling free yeah appearance mm-hmm. to agree with her mm-hmm. and she notes that it's impossible to rip her eyes away <laughs> until he passes though so and she I wrote goes, that quote too yeah and she's like gods I have it bad and we're like but we know Violet we know <laughs> I wrote it too because I'm like finally you're just leaning into it. it she's leaning into it yeah. she knows it at this point and we as readers have been reading this book being for half a book now being like, girl, you got it bad. Yeah. So it's just kind of nice that she's finally coming, coming around to it. For sure. For sure. Then she tells him, go away unless you have something useful to say. Violet tells him and he's so sassy. He goes, move faster. You'll be less likely to die. How's that for useful? And it's just this little banter that I think is just, yeah. All their banter is great. All their banter is awesome. After that little exchange, uh, her interior monologue, though, it's because she's talking about how she can't keep her eyes off off him. Uh, she says, but he has no problem keeping his eyes off me. Violet. That's not true. That is not true. Yeah. Like, just because he's not physically looking at you, we as readers, anyway, could tell he is well, thinking about we you read those constantly. Two bonus chapters. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that helps a little bit. But I still think just in reading the original fourth wing chapters, you could you see that he totally. is interested. Totally. I mean, in the previous chapter, mm-hmm. he his shadows had exactly. went to pick up his, her pen for, for her, and he wasn't even looking yeah, at her. Yeah, he so is fully focused on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rhiannon is now kind of like concerned that she's being so forthright mm-hmm. with Zayden, who everyone assumes is dangerous yeah well he's like everyone's afraid of him yeah yeah type of thing Big and scary and she's like just focus on me like we're aspiring whatever yeah. and she, violet's like i don't want to take my anger on you yeah like, <laughs> you're my friend <laughs> and yeah. then she kind of looks towards zayden and she's like he's the one that stuck me with a shadow mm-hmm. and she's kind of frustrated because she's like okay fine like he stuck me with a protector mm-hmm. but does he help me does he train mm-hmm. me which he does I thought this was like kind of narrow-minded considering Violet is really smart. He has been helping her. It's like, just... It's not direct, mm-hmm. but he has put all the chess pieces on the board in exactly. play to help her. And there has been moments of direct help. So I I felt like it was just kind of... I think she's just frustrated. Naive. I think she's just frustrated yeah. and she can't see clearly because yeah. it's just like, Violet, you're, you you know he's helping you. Yeah. And we actually had even said that we liked that he was setting things up to have other people help Mm -hmm. her so that she wasn't reliant solely on him, Mm -hmm. which I think is very magnanimous. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you like that vocabulary Mm -hmm. word? Yeah. That's a great word. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was very pleased with myself pulling that one out of the back of my mind. (laughs) So she's obviously annoyed. And then she tells Rhiannon, you would be furious if someone took your freedom away. If you had Liam at your door every morning until every night, even as seemingly great as he is. And then Liam just interjects like, I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it's 
nice that it's Liam because he seems to be like such an, a nice person yeah, to be he's around. Yeah, natured. But I, I can't understand the frustration of totally. Violet. Just like, it's hard though because she does need the protection whether she wants to admit it or not. Yeah. Like there's only so much she could do. Mm-hmm. There are, she's completely outnumbered. There's so many people who want to kill her. I, I don't think it's crazy for her to have extra protection. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Then she makes the quote-unquote mistake mm. of glancing over her shoulder mm. and she thinks, holy fucking hot. Mm. Zayden and Garrick have stripped off their shirts and are sparring like their lives depend on it. A blur of kicks, punches, and rippling muscle. I've never seen two people move that fast. It's a beautiful, hypnotizing dance with lethal choreography that makes me hold my breath whenever Garrick goes in for the kill and Zayden deflects. Next, we get like a two-page long, super detailed description of Zayden's body. Mm -hmm. And she remembers, and I know exactly how that body feels on top of mine, just how much power. And then she gets hit by (laughs) Rhiannon. And then Taryn interjects, serves you right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can you blame the girl for being distracted by two shirtless hot men wrestling? With beautiful bodies okay yeah, yeah. this isn't just I, yeah, yeah. anybody yeah, yeah. i said hot i said hot well, i mean they could be hot in their whatever hot in their faces yeah, yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> no i anyway i i wouldn't mind watching that fight me neither <laughs> rihanna then is like pay attention but then she but realizes. then she realizes <laughs> and she's just like fully like Yep, I see, yeah. I see, I see. Then Violet's shadow Liam is like, stop objectifying <laughs> our wing leader. Yeah. And I just, but he's I, so good natured. Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. But I think like he knows, like he yeah, knows. Yeah, he spent his whole yeah, life yeah. around he Zayden. Knows. Like Zayden, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to have been like a cute teenager. And For sure. Even a cute little kid. Like you can tell little kids who are going to turn out to be really handsome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't just wake up one morning no, no, looking no. like I that. I mean, you could have swan situations. I've never heard of that expression before. Yeah, like ugly duckling into a swan. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You can have swan. I like that. It's like Neville Longbottom. Excellent point. Right? I think the main thing was that he got his teeth fixed. Yeah. That was the game changer for him. Violet notices Imogen is also watching Mm. the pair and she's got this look of longing and Violet gets hit. So jealous. Yeah, with a stab so jealous. of jealousy. Yeah. Oh, man. Which, again, I don't blame her. Me neither. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dane has to ruin all the fun, obviously because he's jealous of, know. you know, nobody's ogling know. him. And he's, like, bursting all our bubbles. He just appears and ruins the moment for all of us. And I think for everyone, because everyone was watching oh, this. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but you know what I, I, I really had to remind myself when I was reading this is we have to remember, Dane is hot. Oh, I know. I forget it constantly. <laughs> because his I get character, yeah. yeah. His we have to remember, like, Dane is an attractive man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see, sometimes be, just being hot isn't enough. Oh, for sure. You need to be better you than that. You need to have some substance. Yeah. Yeah, I and, agree. And the way Dane has been written, he just kind of sucks. So. Yeah, agreed. Violet has this quick thought about how when Dane's giving everyone shit and he he looks at her, it's the first time he like semi speaks to her mm-hmm. since the whole Amber, Amber. situation. Mm-hmm. And in her mind, she thinks, since I got Amber killed, and Taryn again 
chimes in being like, she got herself killed. Yeah. And I love it when his interjections are for Violet's good and not only for our entertainment, like with sassy comments and yeah. stuff like that. He's he's there really to give her confidence yeah. and reassurance. Yeah. We've said it before. He's like her voice of reason. Like he, her conscious almost like it. I love having him. Me too. Having him there. Remember when at first you were like, I don't know how I would feel. Oh, I know. To have voices. But I didn't know they were this great. Yeah. <laughs> I approve of these voices. <laughs> My name is Elise Mallow. And, and I, I approve of these voices. <laughs> yes. As they return to sparring, Violet loses focus due to Taryn's commentary, and it results in her, like, landing on her ass. Mm-hmm. And this opens the door for Jack to mock her. Mm-hmm. But Liam is having none of it. No. He puts himself between her and Jack. Yeah. And... He's being a good little shadow. Yeah, exactly. He starts kind of pushing him out of the way and yeah. Jack is like, simmer down, Mary. I'm not going to attack your little charge. Not when I can challenge her in a couple of weeks and accidentally snap her scrawny neck in front of an audience. Accidentally. It's just like, ugh. But I do... Has he never heard of plausible <laughs> deniability? <laughs> like, come on. He did with the first yeah. spar when he snapped the guy's neck. He's like, oh, I didn't oh, know his neck was so yeah. weak. Mm. Yeah. But I, I love that like during this scene because like the banter back and forth kind of goes on for a bit. But as the scene goes on, so first you have Liam jump in. Yeah. Then Zayden shows up. Yeah. Then even Imogen yeah. is there. Like, everyone is there to protect Violet and support Violet. And maybe part of that is because of Zayden's involvement. Yeah. But it still just was so nice and comforting. Yeah. I love that. Like, everyone has her back. And it, just, it I liked it. Yeah, me too. But Jack his bravado kind of fades as mm. soon as Zayden oh, yeah, kind of steps up. Zayden. And Jack goes, she's only alive because of you. And then Zayden retorts, like, yeah, I'm the one that buried a dagger in your shoulder. Yeah. Like, Zayden didn't do anything. Like, I know. And I like that he doesn't take credit for Violet kind of still being alive. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy to me that Jack is already back to his bullying ways when he literally ran away from Violet like a little baby. Like, it, it's yeah. just... Some so time ridiculous. has passed, though, so I think he might have I know, gotten over it. Just, People have short memories. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I guess it hasn't been stated yet, which Violet's about to do. Like, no one else knows what went down. Right. It's just like, how, what, you think people aren't going to find out if you're not yeah. going to be, anyway. Yeah. So then he calls her out. Cause, you know, what we think is really nice of the marked ones rallying mm-hmm. around her. Jack sees that as her cowering behind them. Mm-hmm. And... She's having none of it when he's like, oh, you're just, you know, protected by them or blah, blah, blah. And she goes like, no, like you ran that day in the field. You fucking ran Mm -hmm. when it was three on one. And we both know when it comes down to it, you'll run again. That's what cowards do. Yeah. Obviously, this embarrasses Jack. Mm -hmm. And nothing is more dangerous than a man with a hurt ego. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is the statement of the century. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And then yet again, we get a comparison of Dane and Zayden because Dane goes, oh, for fuck's sake, Violet. And Zayden goes, she's not wrong. So you have that, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like the devil and the angel I on know. your shoulder. I, but again, in that moment, Dane was saying, like, oh, f- for fuck's sake, because he doesn't want her to to rile him up. Yeah. And then there, there might be like, he doesn't know what happened in the field. He wasn't there. Like, it's just ugh, mind your own business, Dane. But he also Sweet. just wants her to be meek. And, and I know. Put Small. her in the corner. Yeah. Always wanting to put baby in the corner. Not yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not cool. But, and now he chooses this moment mm-hmm. to give up on the silent treatment. And mm-hmm. it's obviously to give her shit mm-hmm. rather than to make up and try to mend their friendship. Dane goes, what the hell were you thinking? Egging him on like that. 
And she goes, oh, now you want to talk to me. Yeah. And then Zayden chooses this moment to intervene. And he steps in between them, his gaze locking on hers, despite him telling Dane to give him a second. Like, he's talking to Dane, but he's mm-hmm. eyes on Violet. And mm-hmm. I love that so much. And then he gets all protective on her, which we've established I now have realized I love. Mm-hmm. But I love when he you're when the guy is protective, but he's not... Like, overbearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of towing that line, but yeah. I didn't mind. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, do you want to tell me why the fuck you're not wearing that? And he's talking about her vest, which she had taken off because, Mm -hmm. like, obviously she has to clean it at some point. Mm -hmm. And she had her shadow, Liam, there, so she probably thought that she was safe. They're fighting, and she, she says his chest heaves like he's battling to keep control of himself. I love that <laughs> we've established i love when a man is angry and he's holding he keeps controlling his control. feelings yeah after their little fight he composes himself and instructs her to stop training with a bow staff it's too easy to knock it out of your hands stick to your daggers yeah. so again he is helping her yeah. uh we skipped over a line that i had written well marked because okay. it sounded like a throwaway line but i knew it wasn't a throwaway line but it was just basically one of Barlow's friends offers oh. him an, or- an orange. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, he is allergic to oranges. How did we- you pick up on that right away? Because there are no throwaway lines. When there's weird throwaway lines in her writing especially, it's always, always foreshadowing. See, I kind of glossed over it because I wanted to not ruin like what's going to happen <laughs> later on. But you know what? <laughs> but I did you pick up on it. it yeah, so. I picked up on it. And I was like, this is this is going to be his downfall. I'm so excited. I'm so which impressed is, with which you. Which is horrible. But anyway. <laughs> no, I'm really impressed with your reading comprehension. Thank you. <laughs> I, I also am reading it, though, with the intent of... of of this, yeah, you know, it's so true. it's different. If I was reading it for fun, I might have missed it. Maybe, but to be I honest, it. you've picked up on a lot of stuff <laughs> in other books that you've read that I've told you to read. True, you're just good at it. Just take the compliment. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> now, after Zayden is telling her to like focus on the daggers, or whatever, she's like, "I was doing fine until Taryn yeah. interrupted me and like took my focus away." And he's like, "Okay, so just block him out." And her argument is that she has no power yet; like she doesn't know how. She says. Or were you unaware that I'm still not channeling? And his response gives me I know shivers. I wrote it too. It gives me shivers. I am, I am annoyingly aware of everything you do. Everything, like everything is italicized. Yeah. Oh, see, Violet, yeah. he is paying attention to you. <laughs> yeah. And when Dane decides again, Dane just has the worst timing ever. When he, this is when he decides that he wants to step in. Oh, but even before uh, Dane steps in, Violet's immediate internal response to Dane is saying, yeah, thanks to Liam. Like, Oh yeah. Like as if it's, he is only paying attention to Violet because of Liam. Yeah. It's just like, no girl, <laughs> he's got it bad for you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And then Dane steps in to defend Violet. All of a sudden he wants yeah. to defend her. <laughs> he went from giving her the silent treatment to now like mm. being her knight in shining armor. I don't know. And Zayden goes, you choose the oddest times to defend Aretos and the most convenient times not to. Yep, just calling him out on his bullshit. We love it. Dane's jaw clenches and his hands curl into fists at his sides. And I know not even a minute ago, I was saying how Zayden reeling in his anger I found so attractive. And now you're... I I know I'm a hypocrite. Like, I know. (laughs) I was about to ask you about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, when it's Zayden, I think it's hot. When it's Dane, all I see is the Arthur meme of, like, he's acting like a baby. Like, you know? <laughs> That's what I see. Like, I just see a little little angry boy. 
Because Zayden has shown more emotional maturity than Dane has. Yeah, I guess. So it's just, I understand. And you would think that, and I, maybe it's because I think Zayden's anger is more valid. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Yeah, that's That fair. could be it. I, I, it comes from a, a place of like worry and protection, whereas Dane's comes from a place of control, control. and frustration. Yeah. So it's like. I think you're right. When Zayden walks away, Violet sees his back up close for the first time, and she notices that beneath his relic, his back is covered mm-hmm. in scars. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? He's been tortured. Or something else. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We will find out. We will find out. Um, and this part ends with Taryn and Antarna saying she's ready. What's she ready for? Power. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was so excited. Uh, though I have to say this whole power thing, and we go through the next three chapters of her kind of gaining power stuff, has it's been such a slow burn. I am just dying for her to get her signet. And every time there's signet mentioned in the pre-chapter blurb, I'm like, oh, it's happening. It's not happening, Miriam. It still hasn't happened. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Maybe episode nine. <laughs> Maybe. But it's just, I keep thinking like, oh, we're getting it. And then we're still not there. So I understand Violet's frustration. I am frustrated along with her. Yeah. The next scene opens in Violet's room. Yeah. And there is this rush of power that overcomes her to the point that she's falling over, not actually physically seeing properly and like her whole body is just vibrating she has a rush of emotions that she's super confused about and she stumbles out her door and liam is there yeah her first instinct was like i need to tell rhiannon like i don't know what's going on i need like my friend yeah like this is happening and i think she's starting to have like a sense of what's happening Mm -hmm. and she thinks that maybe whatever's going on in her body is just like man it's a side effect like whatever yeah and when she sees liam she's like oh no Oh, I know she, what this feeling she is. She has feelings. <laughs> she's horny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes a good look at him and she's like, oh, he's actually really hot. <laughs> yeah. But Liam clocks it right away. He's like, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> she contemplates. I couldn't even think of like a... I, what I wrote in my notes is she contemplates relieving herself with Liam. <laughs> but I'm like, that sounds like pee. <laughs> hey, well. <laughs> <laughs> but she admits to herself that He's not the one she wants. She really wants Zayden. So turns out these are Taryn's emotions. Mm -hmm. And she rushes outside. I guess to expose herself to the cold in an attempt to appease these, like, hot flashes of Yeah, I kind of just read it as trying to get away from people. Like, she's just like, I need to distance myself from others before I do something I'm going to regret. Yeah. She has this very dramatic journey to the courtyard (laughs) or wherever she's going. Just to stop a million times to collect herself. And I just think it's... It's so funny, like, if anyone else, I was just in my mind, like, picturing, imagine seeing, like, a girl, nothing's wrong, nothing's (laughs) chasing her, and she's, like, hunched over, like, bracing herself against the wall, like, it just feels so dramatic. But in a magic world, I feel like, with that context, it's fine. (laughs) Well, I don't think this is a normal reaction for someone. Oh, really? No, because we find out later that the feeling she's feeling is because Taryn and Segal are getting it on. Yeah. It's not just her... Stepping into her power. Oh, I thought it was heavily because of that. The initial, like, zinging, yeah. you know, feeling that washes over her body, like, that energy yeah. that's cackling within her, that's the power. Yeah. But the subsequent... Okay, is purely because of Taryn. is purely okay. because of Taryn's okay. well, Taryn needs to learn to control himself then. <laughs> yeah. Well... Put those Put those. Or he did this on up. purpose. You think he did this on purpose? I don't know. 
crazy. Huh. I did not, that did not even cross my mind. Maybe him and Scale are being are just trying dragons. to like match, yeah. play matchmaker. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> she gets there. She's starting to collect herself and she sees none other than our boy, Zayden Ryerson, mm-hmm. smoking what I'm assuming is it's this weed. world's version yeah, yeah, of weed. That's, that's exactly what I took from that. <sighs> he offers her some and she's being such a goody too. She's like, we're not allowed to smoke that. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, well, obviously people who made that rule weren't bonded to Segal and Taren. <laughs> and like his, a smirk lifts yeah. a corner of his mouth. Yeah. And I just. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. There he is looking all cool with his back against the brick wall, smoking his weed. <laughs> I know. Such a perfect bad boy. I know. And she tells him she feels like she's on fire. Mm -hmm. So this part is just funny because Zayden is like the worst person that she could have run into. And I love every minute of it. No, he's the best person she could have run into. I know. I mean, yes and no. But like, it's entertaining. But like for her in her moment right now, like. No, I think she's thrilled. She bumped (laughs) into him. I think she's thrilled. I would be thrilled. Yeah. So she tells him, I feel like I'm on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> he actually smiles. Like he yeah. fully smiles at this. Yeah. Well, he's laughing because he, first of all, has been through it before. Yeah. And know, he knows exactly what she's feeling. And he also knows that she doesn't know how to like deal with it yet. So he's just like laughing at her. I and know. it's really cute. <laughs> and she thinks to herself, Zayden, while broody and bossy, dangerous and lethal, is a toe curling sight that makes my pulse quicken. But Zayden laughing, his head thrown back with a smile curving his mouth, is drop dead beautiful. My stupid foolish heart feels like there's a fist going through it, squeezing tight. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote the next paragraph too. There is nothing I wouldn't sacrifice, nothing I wouldn't give to have one unguarded moment with the, this man I'm going to be tethered to for the rest of our lives. Oh it's my goodness, such a I good just passage. want them to get together already. I know, I love that passage. So he then tells her, like, you're going to need to learn to shield or Mm -hmm. you're going to go crazy or wind up in someone's Mm -hmm. bed. And she reveals that she's horrified to see Liam Liam. again. And he gets jealous. Yeah, right away. He's like, oh, my God, they slept together. (laughs) Yeah. But then he surprises us by being a consent king, Mm -hmm. saying, it doesn't matter to me as long as you're both consenting. And trust me, you're in no condition to consent. Mm Mm-hmm. Then another wave of lust hits her, and he wraps his arms around her waist to steady her. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then he decides to give her a crash course on shielding. shielding. Yeah. When she expresses her shock at him helping her, he's like, I've been helping you for months, which is just mm-hmm. what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. She disagrees, saying that he sent Liam, for example, yeah. you know, instead of actually helping. And now yeah. he's like offended and I would be too not gonna lie oh yeah he's like I'm the one who burst through your door and killed everyone who attacked you and then I removed the other threat to your life with a very public very polarizing display of vengeance Mm -hmm. Liam didn't do that I did did. it's so good they're they're entire this whole part their banter I mean obviously we love them together it's so good but it's really funny because it almost feels like they're drunk he's intoxicated yeah but they both are in a sense because they're feeling all these like emotions and energies and power that like isn't necessarily and not necessarily in their control. So it it's just the way it's written. Yeah. They're so blatant with each other. Yeah. And like there's these moments, it just feels like they're drunk. It's funny. She tries this new tactic because obviously he's so right. Like she doesn't have mm-hmm. anything that she can, she doesn't have any response that would be logical to what he's saying because mm-hmm. he's proving to be making good points. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine, but let's not pretend that you didn't do most of that for yourself. It would be very inconvenient for you if I died. Mm. And I just found this exchange to be so normal. And it's really the first time 
that they've had a prolonged exchange privately. Right. Oh, that's true. Well, the only other time was when it was right after she burned uh, Orly's yeah, things. Yeah, and then the three boys came in. and yeah, yeah, but she was really emotional. And I mean, I mean, I guess she's emotional now too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it wasn't as much of a normal exchange, I think, as mm-hmm. this one. And he, stare, he stares at her with disbelief. You know what? We're not fighting tonight. Not if you want to learn how to shield. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, teach yeah. me. He goes, we won't fight. Me. Yeah. And she goes, ask me nicely. And he leans in closer and I'm like, okay. I'm starting to get very warm. <laughs> and I cannot identify with her more when she awkwardly asks, have you always been this tall? Like, she's just trying to divert, like, yeah. <laughs> the attention. Like, when yeah. she's feeling... I don't know, like some sort of way. She finally asked him to teach her, but it's not good enough for him. And I'm like, I love this banter. I just love it. I just love it so much. It is good. And she goes, Zayden, would you pretty, pretty please teach me how to shield before I accidentally climb you like a tree and we both wake up with regrets? Yeah. (laughs) First of all, you would not wake up with regrets, okay? (laughs) Neither would he. (laughs) Conflicted perhaps, but... (laughs) She's very, that's what I mean. Like, she's just so blatant and, yeah. like, honest about it and, like, forthcoming with everything. Yeah, like, she's just blunt and... Yeah. It, it's great. I love it. it. Makes for a great scene. <laughs> he agrees and he cradles, exclamation point, mm-hmm. exclamation point, exclamation point, her face mm-hmm. in his hands and tells her to close her eyes. And she goes, this requires you touching me? And he's like, no, not at all. It's just the perks of not thinking clearly. You have incredibly touchable skin. Yeah. You see, it's like they're drunk. It really is. No, it's like they're flirting. No, it's like they're drunk. Like, yes, they're flirting, but I don't think they would allow themselves to be this flirty. I think... If it wasn't for I think he's using this as an excuse. Maybe. I think he knows perfectly well what he's doing. Okay. But that goes... It just goes against... The consent thing? Well, well, him as a person, he's so guarded. Like, why why are all his guards down right now? Because he's obsessed with her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he tells her that she needs to envision somewhere where like, she feels safe or somewhere that she loves. And she decides that her special place is going to be the archives. And he explains that this is called grounding. Mm-hmm. So you keep your mental self somewhere where you're not going to be swept away by the power. And then you kind of imagine that power like you ascribe that power with some sort Mm -hmm. of like physical Physical. picture or whatever I don't know source yeah yeah and then he compliments her he's like you're a natural it takes most people a week just to learn how to do this and you know like you're killing it then he tells her like okay try to picture the source and now try to picture like walling it off and so she pictures a door and then he tells her shut the door lock it mm-hmm. and despite being able to do this she's like i could still kind of see the power like right. it's not fully blocked almost as if let's say there's a like a frosted glass on the mm-hmm. window type of thing but he says that you'll never be able to fully block it out yeah you know? you'll just be able to dampen it i guess exactly and he looks at her and he's like, you are astonishing. I couldn't do that for weeks. I know. He's in and awe of her. He is. And he's not jealous at all. Like, it, it's just admiration. Yeah. And she goes, I guess I have a superior teacher. <laughs> they're flirting, Elise. They're not pretend. They're not drunk. I know. But know that, yes, they're flirting. Absolutely. But it's because their guards are down 
because of exterior things. Okay, yes. That's, That's what, what I mean by, by like, being like you know when you're like tipsy, you're like way more you're comfortable. In, yeah, their inhibitions exactly. are. Yeah. So I now wrote in my notes, I've now become stupid. I have a dumb smile on my face. I am cheesing over this fictional man and I'm going to start sweating again. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so he's like holding her face mm-hmm. and his gaze drops to her mouth, which I love. And... Then he goes, damn it, touching you was a bad idea. And the next line, oh my God, Zayden, I cannot cope. He goes, kissing you would be a cataclysmic mistake. And they're both trying to talk themselves yeah, out, of, out it. of it. But his eyes are hungry, Elise. His eyes are hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, fuck it. And then I, he goes, and I kiss I know. I, I was sitting in the kitchen, okay, reading, and I had like, the biggest smile, like I'm pretty sure jaw drop, like giggly school girl face. And the Scott walked in and he looked at me and he's like, is Violet finally making out with Zayden? <laughs> <laughs> he clapped it right away. He has not read the book. <laughs> and he was like, he knew exactly what was happening. And I just like squeed. <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> uh, so happy yeah. for this moment to finally come. I know. What comes next is quite possibly the best makeout scene I have ever read. That wow. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm I mean, I honestly haven't read a lot of romance, so I, I don't have much to compare it to. It was great. It but was I, you have read a lot of romance, yeah. so that's like a big statement. Yeah, I, I don't think I can talk about this anymore because I will combust. <laughs> <laughs> I just what is there to say? Like I know. It was unless great. I give our listeners a play-by-play of the makeout, which like I <laughs> genuinely don't think I could do without like <laughs> losing it <laughs> just do so yourselves funny. a favor and go read it it was it's amazing great, or yeah. read it again read it again. and again and again and there again. you go after this insanely hot makeout mm-hmm. he drags himself away from her and tells mm-hmm. her like you need to go and consent king is back he's mm-hmm. like i i can't go and i refuse to act on desire that yeah. isn't yours so you have to walk up those stairs because, like, I can't, basically. I love the words that Violet chooses to describe it. She says, a chill of chivalrous rejection. Because, yeah, she was rejected, but because he was being gallant. Yeah. Like, such a good sentence. I know. Poor Violet. Yeah. I would be very disappointed if that happened to me, too. For sure. But I also, I get it. I understand the conflict. You know what, like, though, to me, conflicted, and I understand everything for sure. This like further illustrates that he actually cares about her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because if he didn't, because he even says it earlier in the chapter, or like before they make out, he's like, "Oh yeah, when you know I first bonded Sigail, like I made a few mistakes that I regret, type of thing." Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to regret. Doesn't want to regret her. Yeah, it's very cute. It's so cute. <laughs> Just at the end of the chapter, basically, Violet is obviously conflicted. She's mostly sexually frustrated. And disappointed. And disappointed. But she does, she's still conflicted about Zayden because she says, I like talking about him saying someone I don't even like and even worse can't fully trust. So she's still, after all of this, is unsure if she could trust him. After everything he's done, after everything he's shown. (laughs) Anyway, and thus concludes the chapter. Award time. Award time. All right. What is your most romantic line, Elise? It's not even a line. Okay. It's the way Zayden puts his desires aside because he doesn't want Violet to regret acting out on Taryn's impulses. That's really sweet. It is really sweet. And frustrating. (laughs) 
Mine is, it's more like a line that I could picture being said in a rom-com. Mm-hmm. And it's when she tells him to go away unless you have something useful to say. And he goes, move faster. You'll be less likely to die. How's that for useful? <laughs> I just thought it was a cute, cute little, little banter. Yeah. Funniest line. Funniest line. Stop objectifying our wing, wing leader. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. <laughs> As they drool. <laughs> they were drooling and so and was I. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. My funniest line is, Satan, would you pretty, pretty please teach me to shield before I accidentally climb you like a tree? <laughs> yeah, I almost put that one actually. I had it tagged. I like, think it's just so funny. It's so impertinent. It's so good, yeah. Spiciest line? Mm-hmm. I didn't pick a line. I just wrote the entire kiss scene. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't rewrite two pages or a page and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, not without your notebook catching fire. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is kissing you would be a cataclysmic mistake. Yeah. It's good. It's a good line. Great line. Chapter 23. It seems like everyone's signet is manifesting, but Violet still has yet to get hers. Violet and Dane have the conversation that's been a long time coming and she shows just how much she's grown, keeping calm and composed. At the mats, Barlow and Violet finally face off. Jack pulls out every illegal trick in the book, so Violet gives him a dose of his own medicine, having snuck a vial up her sleeve. The fight is almost fatal, but we leave Violet waking up in the hospital. Oof. Oof. The pre-chapter blurb is... The most worrisome sight for any instructor is most definitely when powers backfire. Mm -hmm. We lost nine cadets my first year to signets that could not be controlled from their first manifestation. Mm -hmm. Pity. And this is from Major Offenda's Guide to the Rider's Quadrant, unauthorized edition. Mm -hmm. The scene opens up with Violet telling Rhiannon about the makeup. And this is such normal, like, girly behavior. I know. I love it so much. And she's like, I don't know what I was thinking. And Rhiannon's like... Who cares? Was it good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just wants to know the details. Yeah. Like. Then they're interrupted by Liam and whatever, like he goes off, does his thing. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of shoo him away. Mm-hmm. And Rhiannon reveals that she's manifested her signet too. Yeah. And so she can basically, this is kind of how I wrote it. It's like Accio, but it like disappears and reappears. <laughs> I love that. But that's basically what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. She calls it summoning. Uh, but I didn't think about that. I like that comparison a lot. Always there to burst our bubbles. Damn. Yeah. And at this point, too, Violet sees him, and she's, like, so over it. She, oh, yeah. She says, the person who I thought was my best friend. Like, yeah, she's she starting is. to leave that every time Oof, she refers to him. Yeah. But she tells him, she's like, listen, this may be a convenient time for you after weeks of ignoring me, but I've got to go to class. Like, mm-hmm. bye. The whole convo was, I thought, so important because it showed growth for Violet from Violet's perspective. But, she like, she she's figured out all the issues. Like, she says, like, you didn't ask... Uh, you didn't ask, you just reached for my head, like mm-hmm. as if you were entitled to my memory. She says, I know uh, you want to keep me safe, Dane, but keeping me safe is keeping me from growing too. Yeah. And then she says, like, don't you get it? It doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what I think. At my core, I'm a writer. So just like hit after hit, yeah. this whole conversation, Dane's being like, uh, 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 and Violet's just like, no, I'm shutting this down. Yeah. These are the facts. Yeah. And I was just applauding the entire page. Like, Absolutely. She doesn't give him a chance to gaslight her. No. Even the part, part where she's like, you didn't ask. He's like, oh, I, I didn't, didn't ask. ask. Like, <laughs> she gives him this whole spiel and she, like you said, is not giving him any space mm-hmm. to twist her words or manipulate her in any way. And she goes, 
the worst part is I knew you wouldn't believe me. That's why I almost didn't tell Zayden who it was because I wasn't sure he would believe me either. And Dane goes, but he did. And he was the one who killed them in your bedroom. And then she feels the need to kind of like defend it. Like he yeah. wasn't there for any other reason, whatever. It was because of Taryn and Sigale. Yeah. And they kind of argue over like they, cause she's like, I know you hate him. And he's like, you should hate him too. Yeah. And she goes, I know. And she reiterates like his How father. How complicated yeah. it is basically. Uh, and, <coughs> and in this moment, he does say that he knows something about Zayden. He alludes to knowing about Zay- something about Zayden, which an episode or two ago, I was saying, if Dane knows something, some information that would make Violet dislike Zayden that much more or be in trouble or, or in a bad situation because of Zayden, like, why hasn't he said it yet? So in this moment, he like alludes to knowing more about the situation and again, doesn't tell her. When does he say that? He, I'd have to pull it out. But in that whole conversation, just like he's talking about the history and yeah, I think he brings up the mom or something. Anyway, he says something of just like, oh, I know things about him. Like, oh, really? mm -hmm. Oh, I must have missed that. I was too focused on Dane making like this whole thing about him Him. when he's like, you trust him more than you trust me. And... I just said, like, I hated how she had to moderate her feelings around him because she's like, that's not it. But she's like, wait, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just putting herself aside until she kind of says what you were saying before about, like, I know you just want to keep me safe, but mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And then just, at the end of the conversation, he cups her face. Yes. After having said that he wouldn't go for her memories of her consent. Do you think that he went for her? Her memories. I don't know. Did he go for her memories? I don't know. Because when I read that he cupped her face, the rage that (laughs) emerged inside me, like, I don't know. I just, I do not trust him. Yeah. I don't really understand his motivations. He's so wishy-washy. He says one thing, does another. He, time and time again, just doesn't show up for her. So I don't trust him. Mm -hmm. And knowing that he has the ability to steal her memories, memories, if he just like touches her temples or yeah. so we think he's cupping her face and I was like is he taking her memories right now like I just I don't trust him and it makes me so mad it makes me so mad I know and the thing is what I'm kind of noticed as well forgetting the fact that he has powers that could potentially be stealing her memories mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. at the beginning of this book he was cupping her face a lot but mm-hmm. they their relationship was at a point where like it was a will they won't they they had like, yeah. these feelings so the cupping her face could be seen as kind of endearing yeah like this is kind of a step towards them Mm -hmm. them potentially having a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. they have been in conflict now for several weeks why are you cupping her face like this is a very intimate right yeah he he he's very entitled with their relationship (laughs) yeah entitled touching her or like demanding her her memories her time like it's always on his watch it's always when it's convenient for him like he's just very very entitled this whole absolutely next he kind of compares himself to zayden saying like that they both have control issues and but that zayden gets a pass and she goes the difference is that like my life is tied to like he has a vested interest in Mm -hmm, my survival mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's that but then this kind of this part of the conversation kind of solidifies a suspicion she's been harboring when she goes, wait, did you keep begging me to leave Biscayeth because you didn't think I could survive here or because you were trying to get me away from Zayden? Mm-hmm. And I really wanted her to follow that train of thought. Mm-hmm. I think it's 
just before that moment that he kind of talks about Zayden and talks about oh, knowing okay. things about his history or whatever. Yeah. I wanted her to continue that train of thought. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to follow that through and force them mm-hmm. to answer and whatever. But she's like, you know what? Doesn't even matter. And basically proceeds to be like, I get you want to keep me safe, but thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is when he cuts her, her, her face. Right. Zane, Zane, I keep making that mistake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dane finally agrees to let her get to class and we get an introduction to Signet class and Professor Carr. And I just want to say, number one, like before we get into this, like, how annoying is it that like Dane... This conversation was so important to him. They have tons of free time. I know. That he made her late for class. Like, she gets called out by Professor Carr. Mm -hmm. Like, that's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I know. I don't know. And and she says it at the beginning of their, before they even start talking, just like, it's convenient for you to talk to me now. Like, what, like, why the hell does it have to be on your clock? Like, what's your problem? So, but anyway, like we said, he's very entitled. (laughs) He's very entitled. So, Professor Carr sets the bar very high for Violet when she enters class, revealing what Mira's signet is. So, we've always known what. Brennan's was, mm-hmm. but we find out now that Mira can manifest a ward around her and her squad, yes. which is so cool. And go, falls in line with her as a character. When we first Protective. meet her, she is a protector of yeah. her younger sister. She is a protector. That is her role. It makes sense. Makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Professor Carr says, menders are so very rare and to lose one so young was tragic. And Violet snaps back being like, I think losing Brennan was the tragedy. Yeah. But the loss of his signet was a definite blow to the wings. Like she like, brings it back to like, this is a personal tragedy for me yeah forget his powers it's so and i know we've said they are a ruthless society but i was just like how imagine saying that in front of someone who's lost their brother i think people inadvertently say things that are inartful yeah i just think without thinking colors him as like a not a cold person and i think she mentions at the beginning that people are kind of afraid of him as a professor well, yeah, because like he's he snapped very, jeremiah's neck just like that exactly and, so he's, yeah. just, he's just been painted as a very very cold individual mm-hmm. but oh my heart just like when he said that i was just like oh violet i'm so I know. sorry <laughs> i know when she sits down rhiannon gives her the best bff energy when she's like i was trying to tell you earlier yeah. you're all worried about the integrity of the wing because ryerson might have to visit to keep his dragon happy but violet he's not the most powerful rider of our generation yeah. You are. I know. I, I know. love that. Women supporting women. We yeah, love it. We love words of affirmation. We do. So after this, like, the book kind of glosses over several months. We yeah. know that it's now January. Violet Signet has yet to manifest. And She's working really hard. She's exhausted. Exactly. Practicing yeah. her wielding, her studying, her training. Yeah. In this passage, we learned that Riddick uh, wields ice. Yes. And we learned that Liam has supervision yeah get it oh my god that's so funny <laughs> i knew it would make you laugh <laughs> i remember super sight but supervision yeah it's funny it is funny Thanks. oh my gosh we're so nerdy i know <laughs> she also slips in there that she's won two sparring challenges without poisoning her opponent yeah so she's definitely getting stronger and mm-hmm. that all this effort is worth it which is mm-hmm. rewarding and it's just nice to read mm-hmm. so i actually uh, i've been bugging scott to read fourth wing right? i've been bugging justin too also and the other night he was like read it to me so i was like okay and That's he was a like great idea i know and he was like oh I, I don't know if i was serious and i'm like too bad you said it like <laughs> so I started, and we honestly we, we just read a few pages like we were both half asleep so but just in reading those first few pages again i was like wow violet has, has come, such, come a long way. such a long way yeah like as a person, mm-hmm. physically, like just reading those first few pages made me so happy for Violet. I'm yeah. just like, oh, I love, I love her journey. You know what? I like that trick. I think I might 
try to weasel Justin into (laughs) reading fourth wing with me reading it to him. One night when she sneaks out to see who she's going to spar against, the dreaded day has finally arrived. She's going up against Jack. Yeah. And the following day, so the day she's going to spar with Jack Mm -hmm. or something like that, she does something kind of shady. And I really want your thoughts on it because she puts Liam in a really awkward position by asking him whether he would tell Zayden something despite her asking to keep it between mm-hmm. them. And she uses a, like a little bit of a manipulation tactic, asking whether it's her friends or whether she's just an assignment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she reveals that the thing that she wants kept from Zayden mm-hmm. is the fact that she knows she's going to fight mm-hmm. Jack, he panics. So what do you think about this? I think that she, I understand what you're saying, kind of she manipulated the situation a bit, but I think for her and for her growth as a writer, she needed Zayden to stay out of this fight. Totally. She wanted to. And had this information gotten back to Zayden, like she knows he would have intervened. So I think she was kind of, and, and she asks Liam to not get involved as well. Yes. And again, I think she, for her and the way she wanted to grow as, as a fighter, as a, as a writer, she needed that boundary. So she kind of had to tell him, like, I need you not to intervene. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Let me fight my fight. I I get that. I just think that you don't want to do anything that gets in between, quote unquote, brothers. Mm. And mm-hmm. if she really, if it was that important to her for Zayden to stay out of it, I really think she should have spoken to Zayden herself. I don't think it was... Or she should have not said anything to Liam. Mm-hmm. But Liam would have stepped in. That's the thing. That, and that was, that was the, I think. Well, in the moment she could have said, hey, like. I don't know. I think the, the reason for her telling him didn't really have to do with Zayden. That was like secondary. It yeah. was her asking Liam not to get involved. It's just she knows her, Liam and Zayden's relationship. So she had yeah, to bring it into. But I do understand what you're saying of like, don't get between, don't do something that'll cause issues between like two brothers or best friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very good Well, because point. I feel like it's, in a sense, asking Liam to betray Zayden's trust in him. It is, yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That is fair. When their matchup is called out, Riddick is the only one of her friends other than Liam who's there to watch, and the others are kind of already mm-hmm. sparring. They're already in their challenges. Mm-hmm. And poor Liam is like, please yeah, can I tell just me I can please, break this yeah. promise. Like, yeah. Violet allows it, and Liam is so sweet when he tells Riddick to guard her as if he were him. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> that's so cute. And Liam is, takes this yeah. responsibility so seriously. Yeah. I'm just like, hard eyes. I know. I Liam, know. I just think it's, you know, yes, it was an assignment. Yes, he's doing this because he owes a lot to Zayden. But, but he does care. He does care. Yeah. In that moment, too, right before Liam takes off to go find Zayden, um, Violet says... Thanks for being a great shadow. Yeah. But it's almost like a goodbye. It made me really sad. I think because there's a... Because there's a chance that she's going to die. I know. Yeah. I know. But... And then I think his eyes widen or something. So I think he also takes it as a goodbye. And my heart was just like... like, Imagine this guy's poor heart rate running to find Zayden. I know. The stress and anxiety she just put him through. Baby boy. Yeah. The spar starts and Violet makes what ultimately will become a mistake. She does not block Taryn out. She, I guess, wanted to conserve her energy. Yeah. So she's just like, please just be quiet. And I think obviously this is her downfall mm-hmm. in the spar. And 
so she does that. She makes that decision. And then she decides her kind of strategy was that she was going to use the same tactic she used on Imogen, which mm-hmm. is to rile her up into... Mm-hmm. Yeah, annoy him. Yeah, like make him so angry that he would become less disciplined, less... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she could basically trick him into making a mm-hmm. mistake. But Jack is going all out in this fight. He's cheating the whole time. He's using death blows. Yeah. And in typical bad pedagogy at Bezgaeth, all Emeterio says is, Pull it back, Barlow. I know. Yeah. It was so upsetting. I'm like, why are the teachers like this? Like, if these are the rules, if if you are not allowed to throw daggers, if you're not allowed death blows, if you're not allowed to use your powers, there should be punishment or an end to the match. You use it. That is not how we're fighting. Yeah. Go take, like, walk it off. We're done. Like, there's no... Or go die because we kill people in this school. (laughs) It's just so crazy to me that, that that's how it's dealt with. It's just like... Stop doing that. Yeah. Like, that's not going to That's the stop. gentle parenting we were I talking know. about the other day. Just just stop. Like, yeah, okay. I'm Thank you, Emeterio. You're so freaking useful. Why <laughs> are you even there? <laughs> I know, right? So Jack continues to taunt her, and she kicks him in the balls, and basically she has him down, mm-hmm. and had she been a more violent person, she'd have seriously injured him. Yeah. But instead, she's giving him the option to tap out, and he's just like, yeah, no, that's yeah, not, not going to happen today. Exactly. And so he starts going for the illegal moves, like you're saying, yeah. like throwing the dagger. Yeah. And he's beating Violet up really, really good. Really bad, yeah. Yeah. And at one point she says, I scream as I'm shaken by an internal force I don't understand, as though he's forcing his own power into my body, shocking me with a thousand stings of vibrating energy. And at this point she's like, okay, this is it. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I'm like about so to what's die. what's power? Electricity? We don't know. Mm. Well, I know, but you don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And she opens the stopper on the vial she's been keeping in her pocket, shoves it into his face so hard she feels one of his teeth break. Yes, good. And then Jack starts convulsing, and she's, like, trying to just regain the ability to breathe because I think he was strangling her. And all she – somebody's like, what's wrong? What happened to him or whatever? And she just goes, oranges. Oranges. And then she passes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, anaphylaxis. (laughs) (laughs) Words I never thought we would say. I know, I know it's so messed up. Yeah. Uh, that we're like rooting for somebody to anyway have a. He's fictional. It doesn't matter. I know. I know. It's just my morals reading this book have gone out the window. Remember when you were like at the beginning, you were so worried about like all the people that die. And now, you're, and now I'm just like, death, you're the person death, with the pitchfork. Death, like, die, die, die. Only if they deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wakes up several hours later in the infirmary and Zayden is sitting at her bedside mm-hmm. his hair is tousled like he's been tugging at it and he's flipping a dagger end over end catching it by the tip hot yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> without so much as looking at it before sheathing it at his side oranges mm-hmm. best way to end a chapter mm-hmm. let's get to our awards let's most romantic line violet he's not the most powerful writer of our generation you are we went for the same type of vibe of kind of Mm self-love and affirmation that mine was don't you get it it doesn't matter what you think it only matters what I think and you were right but the writer's quadrant stripped away the fear and even the anger about being thrown into this quadrant and it revealed who I really am at my core Dean I'm a writer Taryn knew it and Darna knew it it's why they chose me and until you can stop looking for ways to keep me in a glass cage we aren't going to get past this no matter how many years of friendship we have between us yes Violet it was just that self-love you know so good that yeah like I said that whole conversation like Everything about it, I loved. Me too. There were so many good moments and such 
growth from our little Violet. Yeah, it's so good. I, I was really proud of her. Mm-hmm. She's. I think this is. I mean, a couple weeks ago we had that big outburst mm-hmm. on the flight field. Mm-hmm. We've had many opportunities for her to give him a piece of her mind, and mm-hmm. I think in this scenario. Because she stayed calm, kind of like what you were saying yeah. last week. Yeah. When you stay calm, your message gets across yeah, better. better. A lesson I should probably learn. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest line. Without a signet, all I could wield are lesser magics. I finally use a ink pen, lock a door, and open it. I'm a party trick. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. Like. I know. She'll get there. Or I maybe know, not. I know. Well, I figured. <laughs> Mine is... A little exchange between Violet and Taryn where she goes, he's going to kill me. And Taryn goes, he's going to try. And she asks, any advice? And he goes, don't let him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was kind of... Yeah. Spiciest line. As if he feels me staring, Zayden lifts his head, his gaze colliding with mine across the space with the same effect as a touch. Ooh. I went spicy sassy this week. All right. And mine was when Violet snaps back at Professor Carr and says, I think losing Brennan was the tragedy. Yep. Good for her. Yeah. I I had trouble finding a spiciest line Mm -hmm. here. I just found that moment so intense. Yeah. I mean, anytime Zayden stares, it's intense. But the same effect as a touch. Oof. And we know how his touch affects her. (laughs) All right. Chapter 24. Chapter 24. Zayden decides to take matters into his own hands, taking over as Violet's trainer and shadow. Still no signet, but Violet is hard at work. On their way to practice flying, Zayden and Violet run into the general. Despite all that Violet has accomplished, Ice Queen Lilith Soringale can only focus on her shortcomings. We leave our duo ready to take flight with their band of dragons. What a heartbreaking chapter. There's a lot of blows. Both characters just have moments. And I know. Oof. It humanized them both, I found, this chapter. And I think they needed it for their oh, for relationship sure. to develop, too. It's like they yes. both got to see each other in harder yeah, in a vulnerable in vulnerable states. Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. The pre-chapter blurb is also, again, from the Book of Brennan, mm-hmm. page 70. It says, I know you don't want to hear this, but sometimes you have to know when to take the death blow, Mira. It's why you have to be sure that Violet enters the scribe quadrant. She'll never be able to take a life. Mm-hmm. He was right. He knew his sister. She, yeah. Know. But it's funny in reading that pre-chapter blurb, I was like, you did, thought she was going to kill someone? No. I was like, did Barlow die as a result of the oranges? Oh. Yeah. Didn't cross my mind. <laughs> the scene opens immediately after the previous one ends. Violet asks how many stitches she has in her arm, like as if she's asking about the, the weather. Yeah. And Zayden looks at her and is like, you turned oranges into a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as they're talking, she's taking inventory of her injuries. So her shoulder is sore, but it's not dislocated. Mm-hmm. Her face is tender. And now we're getting another taste of protective Zayden, my favorite kind. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you could have told me about this. And He doesn't say you could have. He says you should have, which oh. is the exact same sentence that we get annoyed at Dane for saying. So how do you feel about that, Miriam? <laughs> well... Because I wrote it down wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He's just being protective. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, so this is, these are my thoughts. Number one, we have the fact that we really, the unescapable 
inescapable fact mm-hmm. that Zayden's life is tied to hers. Yes. So the protection and the level of control that he exerts on her behavior, yeah. to me, I think he kind of gets a pass because it's not for any other, like we know he cares about her, but mm-hmm. if anything, it's out of self-preservation. Yeah. The stakes are very, very different. Yeah. In so on one side, I think that. Also, we know that he's has not undermined her or limited her in any way mm-hmm. when he provided the protection. That's why in the previous chapter, I was saying she should have t- spoken to him mm-hmm. because I'm confident that if she did and mm-hmm. if they came up with a plan together or whatever, he would have stepped aside and allowed her to do what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. So when he says you should have come to me, I think it's because he wants her to establish some sort of trust with him. Mm-hmm. And his whole point is like, they would have found a solution together mm-hmm. and not necessarily he would have stopped her. Mm-hmm. That's my interpretation. Okay. Fair. I give him a lot of credit. That That's fair. It, I, I honestly, in reading that, I was like, oh no, not that sentence because we've heard it many times. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't read too much into it. I was just like, don't let it happen again. It's fine. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, she responds, you could have done nothing about it beside make me look weak. And you haven't exactly been around to talk about anything in weeks. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know better, I think that kiss scared you. I loved that. Yeah. But apparently this is not up for discussion for Zayden. Yeah. Ruh-roh. I know. <laughs> he claims this is a boundary and he does agree that t- keeping his distance didn't work. So, like you said in your synopsis, he's taken over. Yep. The scene changes, and mm-hmm. they're back in my favorite place oh. so far mm-hmm. for them, which is the sparring ring. Same. And he forces her to remove all of her weapons, and he explains that while fighting with daggers is her best shot at success, the ones that she's been using are just not made for her body. Mm-hmm. He reveals these beautiful blades engraved with tarish knots, old mythical runes of intricate swirls and ties. The blade itself is clearly honed to lethal perfection. And I'm just like, he made these he for her. He got custom blades for I her. I know, this is it's so, so romantic. romantic. <laughs> <laughs> he, from the beginning, that was like, he's been like, maybe it was in his POV, but from the beginning, he has been saying the blades that she is fighting with are too big for her mm-hmm. and has been constantly been analyzing her fight style and and that is his conclusion it's like she could do it she's just not doing using the right tools so he goes out and like makes custom tools or maybe not he did but someone did yeah and it's just so sweet oh it's so sweet i love it so much the rules still apply though she can only get them if if she she wins them them. yeah so he, he tells her there are a dozen of these daggers strapped to my body so start disarming me Unless you don't know how to handle an opponent on top of you. And if so, that's a whole other issue. And she looks at him and she's like, I know how to handle you on top of me. (gasps) Violet. (laughs) He lowers his mouth to her ear, which is such a callback to that first time that they spar Mm -hmm. when he's like careful not to go near her ear or whatever. And she goes, you won't, he, and he says, you won't like what happens if you push me. And she goes, or maybe I will. And then she turns her mouth to brush his ear. And I'm just. Oh, on fire. Steam. Yeah. Steamy. I know. There, it's so good. This whole chapter, I 
I mean, like you said, them on the sparring mat has been the best. It's, like, they're the it's best just, scene so far. The I mean, obviously, except there. for their makeout, that was well, like pretty top notch. <laughs> you ask <but> me. <laughs> <laughs> the banter's there, like the tensions there, yeah. the playfulness is there, all while like fighting and being on top of each other. It's just so good. Like I'm like, can they just fight all the time, please? I know. Like, just let, let them. Let's fight. just read a whole just book let of them. them. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. So he kind of like after she says this and she's like whispering in his ear, he kind of like jerks away mm-hmm. and he says disarm me before i test that theory in front of everyone in this gym and she goes interesting i didn't take you for an exhibitionist i know so flirty oh my goodness and but then did. so during the fight though like he's basically just letting her take the daggers yeah okay because i was yeah, like yeah there's no way she could no, disarm no, he's him. too busy flirting yeah, with her yeah. because he goes keep pushing and i guess you'll find out and she responds, I thought you said kissing me was a mistake. And he goes, it was. I'm just teaching you that blades aren't the only way to disarm an opponent. Tell me, Violence, are you disarmed? Mm-hmm. But I think he's equally disarmed, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, 100%. They're both very, very distracted. This whole scene is overall, like, very cute and perfect. Yes. yes. And then we get a big time jump. So now we're past February. Yeah. And we learn that Zayden takes every unscheduled moment of Violet's day. She's working her butt off, both in her training and, mm-hmm. and to get him... To kiss her again <laughs> she's trying real hard yeah she is <laughs> and the months keep going by like we're getting yeah. a really big time jump harry potter did this too you know oh yeah yeah sometimes like you go you'd be reading and then they'd be like oh and then exams pass and this pass and that oh, pass you yeah. know like yeah yeah i love that so zayden's also been pulling violet out of squad training which again we're like we don't care <laughs> well i just love that he's pulling rank on dane oh yeah i thought you were gonna say because we were giving dane shit for having kept her from going to class before oh and now that he's keeping her from going to class, but it's not have... class it's just like squad training oh is it like, maybe it some class classes too. maybe yeah. maybe some classes too but i just like the fact that he's pulling rank on dane yeah <laughs> like it's just like hey i love it when he big dogs him she's nervous though after all this time because her signet still hasn't manifested mm-hmm. in like we i think it was quinn a few chapters ago said that you know if after six months your signet still hasn't manifested you're like bad combust, things are, yeah. exactly bad things are gonna happen so the squad discusses everyone's strengths and weaknesses for the upcoming squad battle and we learned that it's basically a combination of all the challenges that they've had leading up to presentation and threshing this is what i was saying she's about to head to class and zayden interrupts and is like eh, she's gonna miss class today yeah and dane argues that she needs to go because she needs to develop her wielding skills little does he know that zayden's been giving her extra lessons in yeah. wielding and he's like having none of it he's not about to let dane yeah. push him around so he's like violet show him what you can do yeah i loved it and it's such a nice like moment of solidarity between the two of them mm-hmm. against Dane that I loved. Mm-hmm. And also a nice way just to show us too how time has passed because at the beginning she or the last time we saw her she had just manifested these powers yes. and now it's like look. Yeah she's got the hang of the, them. Yeah. And, look at the leaps and bounds. Yeah so as they walk away he opens the door for her and she stops and takes note of it and kind of calls out mm-hmm. how chivalrous she thought it was. And he kind of has this emotional moment where he's like, yeah, my dad taught me. And then he kind of kind of like, like seizes up. Yeah, he can't finish the sentence. It was such a sweet moment. I know. It was kind of, it was so sad. And what we were just saying at the beginning too, just like that moment of seeing him vulnerable was yeah. just like. <sighs> yeah. There's a person <gasps> under all those layers of leather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So she changes into her fur line leathers and they're off and we learn that as this is happening, we learn that likely Violet will be joining Zayden next year on the front lines mm-hmm. because there's no telling how long Sigail and Taryn will tolerate being separated. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we're both going to have to sacrifice in order to keep them happy. Mm-hmm. Which 
at this point, I'm just like, how is that going to work? Like, she has not done her training. She's the first. So next year, she'll be a second year. Mm-hmm. But not even halfway through her training. And yeah. then she's going to get pulled away to the front lines. Like, Constantly. That That's insane. the thing. And so they even mentioned this is why most mated dragons Tra- stay within stay a same, year. Yeah. Which makes sense. Absolutely. It just seems wild. Mm-hmm. Along the way to the flight field, they come across Commandant Panchek and Colonel Atos. Mm-hmm. And Dane's dad is super nice to Violet and they make small talk, but then her mom arrives. Yeah. And classic that her first comment to her daughter, who she has not spoken to For in months. months. Yeah. They saw each other briefly at threshing or after but threshing, but did they didn't not really talk. talk. Yeah. And her mom goes, I hear you're having trouble wielding. I know. Violet at least stands up to her mom and she's like, I have really strong shields and like, I think she says like, I have the best shields in my ear Mm. and her mom is so dismissive. Like, obviously you're with Taryn. I would expect you to have strong shields. Like basically saying, yeah, because of your dragon, not because of you. Yeah, exactly. Which is not true from when what Satan was saying. Yeah, exactly. So then they kind of introduce the idea of powers that she'd be getting from Andarna Mm -hmm. and Dane's dad is like, we were actually hoping that you might ask your dragon to allow us to study her. I know. I hated it. Yeah. It, it felt was so, so slimy. Weasley. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to like wheel their way into studying a feather tail because, because nobody's, nobody's seen feather. Yeah. Exactly. It just felt so gross. I'm yeah. like, ew, ew, go away. <laughs> like, it also felt kind of dangerous. Almost sinister. Mm-hmm. So Violet's like, oh, she's pretty private, blah, blah, blah. Like she covers mm-hmm. for her. And then it's revealed that... They've had scribes on it ever since threshing, and the only reference they can find in the archives about the power of feather tails is hundreds of years old, which is funny because Violet's dad was apparently doing a bit of research about the second Krovlin mm-hmm. uprising, and he mentioned something about feather tails, and they can't seem to find the records of his research. Yeah, they can't so like, find like hmm. the book that it was referring or he was referring to. Yeah, they don't know where the his research is. Yeah, it's so it's just very like, interesting. Well. Obviously, he found like he found pertinent information and wanted to protect the dragons. Absolutely. Like I, anyway, it just makes me love her dad more, even though we don't really know. We know anything nothing about, about him. him compared to her mom. It's just like night and day. Yeah, <laughs> and which kind of makes you think, like, what did they see in each other? But anyway, opposites attract. I, I guess. Know. Yeah, Violet lies, and we. Don't really get why she's lying, but she goes, oh, I don't think he finished that research and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't even tell you where his notes are, even though she fully knows. Fully knows. Which, I mean, maybe it was because he was a scribe, but it, to me, the, the way that was structured, it sounded like it was like his personal research and findings. Yeah. Which technically anything personal should have been burned. Burned. That's Great point. So I'm like, where is she hiding these journals? What is going on? Oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. But then again, because he's a scribe and was doing research, like obviously anything that scribes do need to be preserved. But it just, it felt like there was like some sort of Mm -hmm. loophole disconnect there. I don't know. Interesting. I hope we find out more about it. Yeah, for sure. Lilith, after kind of this weird interaction about the research, Lilith dismisses Violet. Do you see that you can muster some kind of signet? You have a legacy to live up to. And it's just like, does she have anything nice to say? I know. Just go away. <laughs> and Violet actually in that moment becomes a little bit submissive. And mm-hmm. I I was bummed for her by the interaction. Mm-hmm. Like she's bummed by the interaction. Mm-hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. she started off so strong standing up to her mom. Yeah. And then she kind of reverted back to her yeah. 
old behavior. Yeah. Dane's dad is like, bye. It was like, nice to see you. He's like, nice about mm-hmm. it. Panchek doesn't say anything nope. during this whole interaction, which I found weird. Like mm-hmm. he didn't even say hello or goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Zayden, as like they all leave and Zayden walks away with Violet, he's surprised that she kept Andarna's gift a secret. And also that Violet's relationship with her mom is the way that it is. Yeah. He was like, I didn't know it was that bad between you Yeah. Guys. Yeah. But again, it was nice that he got to see her vulnerable side too absolutely like it's just important for the development of the relationship well for sure and also if he had any doubts that she was sympathetic to her mom's Mm -hmm. cause Mm -hmm. that too it's true it's true i didn't think of it from that angle yeah very good point thank you so they basically they talk about like what just happened and about her relationship with her mom and how Basically, her mom had barely tolerated her existence because she wasn't perfect like Brennan or a warrior like Mira. And Zayden is so sweet when he's like, she doesn't know you very well then. Yeah. Zayden's falling, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh yeah. He's falling for her. Yeah. I, I think in in a lot of ways, well, for me anyway, in like in those sweet and tender moments, like you, like that is where you see the raw person for who yeah. they really are and like, only makes you fall harder for sure for sure violet narrows in though on something that happened between zayden and lilith when zayden's like oh we settled that mm-hmm. years ago or the something price of my loyalty exactly mm-hmm. and when she pushes for further answers he calls boundaries yep and the chapter ends when it's revealed that it turns out what they're doing is just practicing like a cute little family. Little family outing. <laughs> yeah. It was just so cute and wholesome. And yeah. that was the end of the chapter. Yeah. Awards. Awards. <laughs> Said at the same time. <laughs> Most romantic. That Zayden gets custom blades made for Me her. Me too. I wrote the same thing. It's really cute. Yeah, it was so cute. So sweet. What's your funniest line? My funniest line is... Dragon relationships are absolutely incomprehensible, I murmur. Yeah, you should try a human one sometime. Just as vicious, but less fire. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that line. I must have glossed over it. Mine was when Zayden tells Violet, disarm me before I test that theory in front of everyone in this gym. And she goes, interesting. I didn't take you for an exhibitionist. Love it. Love it. Spiciest. Oh, (laughs) mine's like a little chunk. Okay. Unless you don't know how to handle an opponent on top of you. And if so, that's a whole other issue. I know how to handle you on top of me. Mine's that exact same thing, but I continue down to the parts where they talk into each other's ears. Oh, also spicy. Yeah, it was <laughs> tray, tray spicy. Tray spicy. <laughs> okay, so for next week, we're going to read chapters 25, 26, and 27. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate this podcast and leave a review. It'll help other people find us. Tell your friends if you like listening to us. If you like us, chances are they will too. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at BookBandPod and on TikTok at BookBandBesties. Tag us in your reaction videos if you're reading along with us. Mm -hmm. Pretty much for any reason, we are having so much fun interacting with people in the comments and in our DMs. So reach out. We're friendly. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at bookbandpod at gmail.com. Let's Let's get get to reading. reading!